Whether you have a skin interest, a skin query, a skin trauma, or skin disease, I warmly welcome you to Heal Thy Skin, a podcast brought to you by Derm Health Co. I'm Marnie, dermal clinician, dermoscopist, and your podcast host. Skin is deeper than beauty, and our mission is to build the largest platform of specialized practitioners focused on skin health and skin empowerment. Join me each week where we go deep into the skin and beyond to hear stories and education from leading practitioners on a journey of skin health. We would like to thank Allied Magazine for sponsoring this podcast episode. Allied Magazine combines allied health and wellness with a fresh outlook on people who are shaping and shaking up the industry across business, allied health, fitness, and wellness. Whether you are looking for a boost of creativity, professional advice from industry experts, the most exciting new products and technology, Allied Magazine is the only magazine allied health professionals need. And when you sign up to the Derm Health Co. directory as a practitioner, you can receive a complimentary subscription to one month of the digital copy of Allied Magazine. To find out more, go to dermhealth.co or visit alliedmagazine.com. I'm really excited to bring you today's show because for the first time on the Heal Thy Skin podcast, we'll be listening to a person's first-hand experience with a skin condition. And today it will be about psoriasis. Psoriasis is a common skin condition that speeds up the life cycle of skin cells. It's a chronic disease that often comes and goes, and it causes cells to build up rapidly on the surface of the skin. These extra skin cells form scales and red patches that are itchy, sometimes painful, but can be disfiguring. Psoriasis is often misdiagnosed as a rash, ringworm, or other skin irritation such as eczema. However, psoriasis is one of the most common autoimmune diseases in the world. In this podcast episode, we will be speaking with Stephanie Shepard of Sia Psoriasis. Stephanie is living with psoriasis for 11 years now, and she runs an Instagram and YouTube channel, which both raise awareness about psoriasis. She shares her stories and other people's, and she strongly believes in natural healing through diet and lifestyle changes, because that's when she has seen the best results for her skin. I started by asking Steph what she thought the biggest misconception about psoriasis was. I would have to say people think that it's just physical condition and that, you know, they think that, okay, just because it's on your skin, like you can cover it or or like it's not affecting you internally, like it hurts your mental health. It's just much more than just on your skin. Like it goes so much deeper than that and it affects your social life and it's not just an appearance thing. Yeah, I think that's a really good debunk that it isn't just aesthetic, is it? And there are some other comorbidities that come along with psoriasis, which we might cover later on in the episode. Tell us a little bit more about your story. 
Well, I was diagnosed when I was about 17. So I guess at 17, you're already at a really hard point in your life. You're already quite self-conscious and you're still not sure of who you really are. So being diagnosed with psoriasis on top of being at that stage in my life was so difficult. And I was actually misdiagnosed as well. So at the beginning, they thought it was just dermatitis. And then it just started spreading quite rapidly. And I got a couple of second opinions and then they found out it was psoriasis. I guess it's almost been 10 years. Oh, 11 years actually and I've had so many ups and downs but the last two years have been more up just because I've started to really accept the condition instead of pretending I don't have it and, and not helping myself. Mm. And you mentioned that you were diagnosed at 17. What was the earliest memory of the skin condition? Well, just on my chest, I had this little, it would be like a five cent piece. It was just like this little itchy rash. And to be perfectly honest with you, for months, I just didn't really do much about it because I just thought, oh, you know, you're young and you just think, oh, it's, it'll probably go away, whatever it is. And then my mum noticed it and she was like, you've had that for a while. I think we should get it checked out. And it had gotten a little bit bigger. So we got it checked out and the lady just said, yeah, no, it's dermatitis. And I didn't really think much of it. She just gave me some steroid cream and I popped it on. And for a little while, it did give me some relief. But I just didn't think of it as a big deal. Then probably like eight or nine months later, I just was covered like literally from head to toe and it sort of happened so fast that one little patch just turned into like my whole body being covered. And do you contribute perhaps that stress at that age with exams and that social stress as well added to perhaps the outbreak? Yeah, I think that being that age and having something on, you know, a little mark on your chest that gradually got bigger Yes, stress, definitely, because I would have been very stressed at that point in my life. I think also I was like eating a lot of junk food, like not really taking care of my body. I suppose that's at the age where you're sort of dabbling with drinking and that, and that sort of thing as well. And you're not really thinking about your health. You're just thinking about like having fun with your friends and getting school over and done with. And I guess you're quite stressed out. You still don't even know who you are. Like I said earlier, you're just at a weird point in your life. And In regards to the actual diagnosis itself, so what did that look like after you were told that it was dermatitis? What did the kind of process look like after that and you used the steroid creams? Um, So I used the steroid creams and it sort of went away but left a little bit of like a white sort of mark. And so it was flat. It wasn't elevated anymore, but it was still sort of there. And I sort of just like, you know, I guess it, it just like suppressed it and kept it there. And then Once I sort of stopped using that steroid cream, it did come back, but sort of with a bit of a vengeance. And then it's obviously spread everywhere. And at that point, were you like, I need a second opinion? Yeah, well, at that point, I actually did start to get quite worried because I think, I feel like someone, I can't remember who it was or where I was, but someone noticed I had something on my neck. And that's when it sort of dawned on me that, oh my God, this is quite obvious and people can see it. And then I sort of said to mum, we need to like get this looked at again. So... We went to a couple of dermatologists and both of them straight away said, yeah, this is psoriasis. Yes, I was relieved because I'm like, oh my God, they misdiagnosed me. Now they can fix it. However, then there's obviously not a cure to psoriasis. So that really frightened me to think that I might not be able to get rid of this condition. Also as well, you know, they really are quite big on giving you steroid tablets and steroid creams, which after a few years, I did realize that that's not really a fix. It's sort of a Band-Aid fix. And has like, you know, other side effects like that come with it as well. Yeah, of course. And has anyone in your life surprised you when you 
they found out that you had psoriasis or perhaps when you had more of a severe kind of outbreak and it did become more obvious, like either good or bad type of reactions? Well, to be honest, everyone like in my life that I know, family, friends, colleagues, nothing but support. Like no one's really ever like judged me or, you know, said anything to me. I don't know what like maybe people have said behind my back about it, but everyone's been like, you know what, like hopefully you can get rid of it. And then, you know, when you tell people that there's no cure, people really go, oh my God, like you're going to have it forever. And then that kind of sinks into yourself and you think, oh my God, like I hope not. But I have had some terrible reactions from strangers for sure. Like for instance, I was at a 7-Eleven. I think I've told this story on my YouTube channel and it was like a 39 degree day in Melbourne. And I was wearing a jumper and I thought, I'm not going to do my petrol with my jumper on. So I took the jumper off and I was just in a singlet and I went into 7-Eleven to pay and it was packed and, you know, people are getting Slurpees and there's just so much going on. And I got to the front and there's like a line of people behind me. And the guy was like, I put my arm out with the money or the card to pay. And he was like, what's wrong with your skin? So then everyone in the line was like looking and it was just so, I just felt so like degraded and just like embarrassed. And like, why would you even ask me like that? I can imagine. And what age were you when that happened? About 19 or 18. Yeah. Do you think you would have dealt with that differently now or how did you deal with it then? And perhaps like, what would you do now? Then I just literally like took my change and I didn't say a word. I just left and got to my car and like bawled my eyes out crying. But now these days I would definitely handle it a lot better, you know, because who is a stranger to like go, oh my God, what's wrong with your skin? Like I'm a leper or something. I think there's a right way for strangers to ask people about it. But at the end of the day, like we shouldn't be living in a world where people are like judging you about your appearance or even asking you about it because it's quite personal. Well, that's exactly right. And I think even just commenting on anyone's appearance really we need to be looking at that and thinking of the effect that it has on that person, whether it be a a good compliment that they might bring attention to a body part or something that they feel uncomfortable with, or it be in the case of a skin condition or something different about them that they're just blatantly asking them about. Mm. And like, I mean, I found myself asking when I was at my old job, I had these two customers and the lady had a son with her and he was probably about 17 and it was very obvious he had psoriasis and I could see it on his neck and his face and like his arm. And so what I did is I just took him aside and I said, hey, is that psoriasis? And he was like, yeah, it is. And it was like he was about to sort of crumble. And then I said, I've got it too. And like I pulled my arm off and I was like, what are you doing for it? And I wrote down some recommendations for him and everything like that. And he really left like so happy And the mum came in to work like a few weeks later and was like, thank you so much for like helping my son because he didn't know what to do about it and everything like that. So I think there's like a right way and a wrong way to approach someone and to, you know, talk to them about it. Mm, Steph, that's such a heartwarming story how, um, and you know, you're doing that in a big way in your social media, Um, we'll get to that in a moment, but it's such a great way that you can actually empower others that might've just been diagnosed, that might be a lot younger, that doesn't have the maturity to just be able to brush off people looking or people asking questions that aren't welcomed. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And did you lose or distance yourself to people or to activities at the age when you developed psoriasis? Yeah, 100%. Like even I just remember going to 
like even like a party and I just like I had you know bought my outfit but then I'm like you know what I can't even wear this well I could have worn it but I wasn't confident enough to wear it so then you end up wearing something where you don't feel as good about yourself or I would just wouldn't go and I'd just make up that I was sick and be Mm. like so devastated that I missed out on all this like you know fun stuff at that age and has that changed for you now Definitely. But only within the last like two years, like still a couple of years ago, I was not going to things because I just didn't feel, I like to be confident. I just didn't feel confident. And I think after having a few encounters of people asking questions about my skin and stuff, it just really like shakes you. And like, I was, I think I was almost worried that people are going to say, what is it again? And sometimes you just don't, like when you say psoriasis, a lot of people go, what's that? But whether it's, I think if you sit, sometimes I just used to be like, oh, it's just like eczema. And then they just be quiet because they know that they've heard of eczema. Yeah. And there's lots of kind of inflammatory skin conditions that if you aren't aware of what they are, they can present or well, they can look quite similar. So sometimes just using examples like can give someone a little bit of an idea of what it is without having to go into the whole story. But I can imagine that it can be frustrating because it, psoriasis is pretty common for people still not to be able to aware of it yeah and that's the thing I found in the last few years that when I have spoken about it at least someone's gone oh my god like my mom has that or my grandma has that or you know my cousin's best friend has that or they're always sort of around someone that has it and so then like they share their tips and everything like that and yeah I don't know like I think maybe just being younger when I was like a teenager and in my early 20s People were, I guess, maybe a little bit ignorant about it. Like didn't, they might've heard of it, but they just, you know, oh, never seen that before. Like, I don't think that they really like took it that serious. Mm. If that makes any sense. Absolutely. And Steph, what are some of the treatments or practices that you've done to try and resolve or to manage your psoriasis outbreaks? Well, I've, to be honest with you, I've done quite a lot of treatments. I've done all the steroid sort of stuff, which I don't do anymore. I did phototherapy, which is, I still think is one of the most brilliant treatments. I've done like juice cleansers. I've done detoxes. I've tried almost every herbal medication under the sun. The only things that I really haven't done is the biologic injections and stuff like that. I did, when I was like maybe 21, there was like this clinical trial going on and we went with my mum and the lady, like I had to obviously be assessed to make sure that I was, you know, severe enough. Anyway, we were going like about to do it all and I was signing all the papers and everything. And then they take you through all of the side effects that don't always happen, but there's like a potential chance. And they were, I was just absolutely like, I can't believe this nerve damage, multiple sclerosis, types of cancers just all this really horrible stuff just to get rid of psoriasis and I just I end up not signing it and not going through with it because I thought there's got to be another way Mm, that's fair enough so what have you found that has been the most successful for you individually for me it's been a combination of diet so I completely switched my diet around and that is when I started to see like major changes so pretty much cut out all animal products and just did like a vegan diet. And then I also cut out some of the nightshade vegetables, such as tomatoes, eggplant, white potato, that sort of thing. And I saw such a difference. And then, you know, you combine that with a great hydrating cream and a little bit of sunshine and lots of water. And it's just like, I can be clear, you know what I mean? 
it's such a amazing thing that you know all this natural simple stuff that we've got in front of us just works wonders that's so fantastic that you found something that's worked for you now for psoriasis there are some comorbidities known such as um, arthritis diabetes even metabolic diseases and depression how have you managed you know i'm not delving into whether you've developed these but just i guess managing the potential for these other comorbidities are you like regularly seeing your gp having regular checks what's the treatment plan for someone with psoriasis for these other types of health issues well i mean with the, with rheumatoid arthritis or psoriatic arthritis about 30% of psoriasis sufferers actually develop it which is such a high chance And I was going through a little bit of a stage where I was feeling really achy all the time and I was having lots of pains in my joints and everything. So I actually went and got checked, went and got tested and it was negative. But it's, I guess, a chance that one day I may develop it. But I just hope that with, you know, the rest, like diabetes and that sort of thing, that with the healthy diet that I eat, I just hope not to develop them. There's not really anything I can do to stop it. But I believe that like the diet that I'm on um, is such a big preventer you know even with a lot of other conditions when you see the vegan movement you know like all these people who are on all these like crazy heart meditations the rest of their life and arthritis tablets and they change up their diet to plant-based and it actually changes things dramatically which i guess is a whole nother topic but it's just interesting that diet can almost get rid of these diseases i'm not saying it can cure everything but a lot of the time when people do try to switch up their diet, they can actually stop taking certain medications they were on and their symptoms actually start to subside. Yeah, how amazing. We've actually, for listeners that are interested in nutrition and healing, we do have a couple of great interviews about food and nutrition and allergies and another on nutrition and healing. So make sure you have a look. I'll also include them in the show notes. So we were talking before about you developing psoriasis at the age of 17, you know, probably pretty high stress levels at that time. And I guess managing stress is important for you to manage your psoriasis. Now, what are the, some of the things that you do for self-care, relaxation? Do you have any daily kind of rituals or practices? I kind of have been getting a little bit into like meditation, but not like that is kind of one of my goals to like meditate for about 30 minutes a day or more if I could. But my rituals are just literally looking after myself. So I make sure that I like make my smoothie in the morning because that's something that just like nourishes my body and makes me happy. I also take like the Beauty Chef Glow Powder as well. And even just like taking time to just like sit on the couch and just relax. Because I think with our busy day-to-day life, sometimes we just forget to like sit still and just even put your phone away for a little bit and just, you know, enjoy time with like your family and and even like my dog as well. I just, I like to just sort of mellow out sometimes because I just think we live in this really busy, crazy world and it's stressful. Yeah, I think that's great advice for people with or without psoriasis as well. A hundred percent. And I mean, even taking time to like go and get a massage or like getting a facial, just like things like that really make me feel good. And I'm sure I could speak on a lot of people as well. Yeah. And I think maybe something we're going to have to share in the show notes is your daily smoothie recipe. So you'll have to send that to us after as well, because I'm sure it's always good to hear about another recipe that people are enjoying each day. 
So, Steph, do you do anything differently now than before when you first were diagnosed with interacting with people, self-care priorities? You mentioned that you would probably speak to people a little bit differently if they were asking you confronting questions. Is there anything else that you do differently? I think you just have to, like, surround yourself with good people. Like, sometimes if I hear someone be really judgmental about, you know, someone's appearance or just something, you know, that is just so not relevant, I just sort of have, like, I guess moved away from that sort of thing. And it sort of made me so much more open to everything. I think we've all gone through a little bit of a judgmental phase in our lives. And when you're a teenager, especially, but now I'm just so like, I couldn't care about anything. You know, I never judge anyone on anything. And like, everyone has their own battle that, you know, is either like transparent or like a secret thing that they're going through. And you just have to be like, so kind and just have an open mind. So it's made you more of an accepting person. That's incredible that you've been able to learn from that. Yeah. And I mean, doing things differently. I think that I have just like evolved by having psoriasis. Like I think I'm just quite different than what I used to be in a lot of good ways. And yeah, I mean, now when people speak about psoriasis or anything like that, I'm so happy to like educate them about it and just like tell them my story and A lot of people are interested. Like no one ever turns around and goes, oh, you know. Mm. And has psoriasis affected your career path or your career in any way? No, it hasn't affected my career except for like on hot days and stuff when I used to rock up and people would be like, aren't you hot? And I just have to like pretend I wasn't. And then I just felt really weird. But I don't know. It was just one of those things I wasn't ready to like, you know, come out and tell people I had psoriasis. So I'd always be in like a long sleeve shirt and be like sweating. Yeah, it hasn't really affected me in any other way. It's more just been, I guess, an appearance thing and me feeling uncomfortable. And where are you now? Is your condition still present? I mean, it's not a curable thing, but how is it kind of affecting you now? How are you managing it? Yeah, so, I mean, I have a little, I'm kind of bad like this. I will get it like pretty much 99% clear. And then sometimes I'll go off track on my diet and things like that. And then, you know, go out drinking and whatnot. And then it starts to creep back. So for me, the hardest thing is just maintaining that really healthy, clean lifestyle and staying at that point, Um, not sort of veering off and, and ruining all my progress. Because with psoriasis, like, you can get rid of it. It will take you, you know, quite a while. But in 24 hours or 48 hours, like, you can get patches coming back. It comes back so fast, which is annoying. So it's like this light of your body saying, you're not looking after me. Yeah, literally. And you think you'd listen, but sometimes, like, you think, well, you know what? I've been so good for months. I just want to have some alcohol and have some, you know, bad foods that I shouldn't have. And I believe that every now and then you should live a little and do those things, but in moderation. But yep. un- yeah, unfortunately, at the moment, my skin is actually looking quite good. I've got a few patches here and there, but it happens in winter, unfortunately, in Melbourne. Like in the winter, your skin sort of likes to disagree with you. So got a few patches happening, but yeah, nothing that like my diet can't fix. And a bit of, you know, just you've kind of got to like keep your mind good, keep your body good and just like be happy and not be stressed. Like I don't stress when those spots come up in the winter because I know the reason behind them. And tell us about Sia Psoriasis. So your Instagram has quite a strong following and it promotes healthy living for those that are living with psoriasis and I guess just advocacy for the condition as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, I started it like over a year ago, like last June. And it was something I did completely secret. Like I didn't tell anyone about it except for my husband. I told him, 
but I just wasn't ready to tell people. And I thought to myself, I put up a few photos and I actually got a lot of support and I connected with all these amazing people whose skin looked exactly the same as mine. And from then on there, I just like kept posting recipes and, you know, like positive quotes and just sharing like my story, sharing other people's stories. And I think that it's definitely helped me become confident with this condition and it's also helped a lot of other people as well and we're sort of we've developed a little bit of a community online like a psoriasis community and yeah it's just so awesome it started as a bit of a hobby and now it's like my full-time hobby almost but I love it that's amazing and what would you like to get out of sharing your story I just want like because I remember when I was like 17 literally feeling so alone yes you can google things to some degree but I, you know, I think back then I wasn't getting someone's personal story and being able to relate to anyone. I just hope that people who have just got the condition, no matter how old they are, but even particularly the younger ones in high school, that they could actually look on my Instagram and be like, oh my God, her skin looks exactly like mine and hopefully motivate them in the right direction and make them feel not like a complete outsider. Because that's how you feel when you first get it. You feel completely, and it's not like it's in the media or anything. It is now a little bit, but I just would hope that it's a space that someone can go and even DM me and ask me questions if they need to and just make them feel good about themselves. And three pieces of advice for someone that is experiencing psoriasis now. I would say what are what you eat. So like just be so mindful what you put into your body because other people, they might get, you know, acne or something like that when they eat bad stuff for us we see it in our skin, you know, we see it in our psoriasis. So watch what you eat, learn to sort of love who you are, no matter what like your skin looks like, you should still be proud of who you are and just be hopeful that, you know, you get through it. And the last piece of advice is just like, you are not alone. Like all you need to do is type in the hashtag psoriasis and you will find millions of people going through the exact same thing as you. So just, yeah, try and maybe even connect with them and put yourself out there if you can and be positive and be hopeful. Isn't social media just incredible for that? It is. And I think social media gets a really bad rap because of cyberbullying and all the, the, the bad things that come with it. But I think that we forget how great it can be with connecting with people who are in the same boat as us. And some advice for perhaps parents, friends, lovers, you know, family members that are watching someone go through psoriasis, perhaps it's their first diagnosis. What would be some advice for them? I would say just do anything you can to help. Like I've had my auntie, my mom, like so many people in my life, like even my nan, you know, she would see something on like a current affair and then order me the cream and you know, just little things like that, which you really appreciate, even though the creams and stuff might not work. It's the thought that counts that they were even like thinking about it. And, you know, like my husband, we love our food and he's like such a meat eater, but he's sort of adapted to my way of eating to support me. Cause he's like, it's not fair if you're sitting there eating that stuff and I'm having like a pizza or a burger. So he's sort of, he's changed his diet and lifestyle a little bit to like suit me and I like so appreciate that because he doesn't have to do that good on you hubby I know he's so sweet (laughs) (laughs) and what's next for Sia psoriasis well I have a website that I'm working on so I think in the next few months I'm going to be popping that up and it's pretty much a bit of like a extension of my Instagram but just with a little bit more content so a bit more writing and blogs and like reviews on products you know, just cleanses, lots of things that, and even recipes too. 
so more of a, a place where people can come and it's a bit of like a one-stop shop. They can get all of their psoriasis advice from there and inspiration. Sounds fantastic. Yeah. And what, where can people find more about psoriasis and what you're doing? Yeah, so just see your psoriasis. I've also got a Facebook page too, but for now, probably best just to go on the Instagram because my, my Facebook and my website aren't really that happening right now. So yeah, just on Instagram and I get a lot of DMs and I do respond to them. I do get quite a lot, but you will get a response if you do have like a question to ask me or yeah, I'm always happy to help. Fantastic. And is there any favorite resources for you that you go to for sources of inspiration with psoriasis? Yeah, there's a few pages that I absolutely love. One of them is psoriasis thoughts. And then there's one called get your skin out, which is actually like a campaign that this girl Holly from the UK started. And it's just like boomed within the psoriasis community. And I definitely recommend like having a look at that. Great. I'll put them in the show notes as well. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on today's show. You're actually the first guest patient or someone that has been going through a skin condition that we've been able to interview. Oh, wow. Um, so thank you for being our first interviewee talking about their own journey going through a skin condition. Oh, it was just, you. yeah, so great to hear. Thanks for having me. So excited. Bye. See you. Steph was such a pleasure to speak with today. She gave some real insights into her life living with psoriasis and her earlier diagnosis and shared some really personal things. So I'm really grateful for Steph to just be coming on here and just being so open about her journey. The three deeper than skin insights that stood out to me were number one, after 11 years of living with psoriasis since first being diagnosed, Steph now knows her triggers and her body really, really well. And I was thinking, probably better than some of us without psoriasis. Number two, it was really inspiring to hear how psoriasis has actually helped with Steph's personal growth and acceptance of others. A point that we haven't really spoken about before on the podcast. And number three, it has taken time for Steph to accept her skin and her skin condition and as such she's become an inspiring skin influencer see what i did there helping others to feel more connected on their journey this was our first podcast episode highlighting a skin journey let us know what you thought would you like to hear more stories like these would love to hear about it bye for now If you know someone experiencing a skin conditional concern and you're enjoying these episodes, then be sure to share the podcast with them. It may help them on their skin health journey more than you realize.